Well, hello, Jeff Siegel. Hi, Jen. How are you? Doing great. Great. Thanks so much for joining us at the Dating Advisory Board today. We are thrilled to have you. Um, Just give a little bit of background on Jeff. Jeff has spent close to four decades as a creative force in the communications industry, as the creative director and executive producer for hundreds of corporate meetings, product launches, and entertainment events. He has developed a reputation for not only excellence, but out-of-the-box thinking as well. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. I would date me. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's really, really good. Hot. Yeah. And then not to mention, you're also the author of Relation Trips, right. a simpler, powerful way to bind with your loved ones through personal road trips. Which I, will, I cannot wait to get, talk about this. Um, the Definitive Guide to Customized Family Travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, you right before the show, you were talking a little bit about when you actually... Um, uh, went on on the road with your son, so that mm-hmm. was really cool. So we'll talk about that as okay. well. And you're currently working on your next book, Dates and Nuts: A Scathing and Hilarious Account of Midlife Dating in the 21st Century. I can't wait for that oh. one to come out. <laughs> it should be good. So, so what did I miss? Tell us a little bit more background on you and how you got to this point in your career. Oh, good gosh. Well, almost four decades on the corporate side, but now kind of segueing out and pursuing some of the cool, fun stuff like uh, Dates and Nuts, which, as you shared, Jen, is the dates I've had in the last 15, 20 years of being divorced and the nuts that I've met in the process. Yeah. And uh, Relation Trips is still alive and well, which is a cool, I think a little bit more of a PG kind of content and approach. And uh, then I also have a small entertainment studio with a longtime friend and business partner who is the author of the Walking Dead novels. Oh, wow. And uh, he and I uh, formed a little studio called Magnetic Inc. Okay. And uh, we're kind of marketing and merchandising his proprietary properties. Just released our first book earlier this year called Self storage mm. a really scary horror novel oh my god I'm scared about already. a 44 year old heroin addict lifetime heroin addict who gets trapped in a self-storage locker two days before christmas with his six-year-old son with no food no water no heroin all hell breaks loose it's oh, crazy that is crazy yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like one of my dates. <laughs> like one of your see, dates. See what I did see, there? See, I, I, I like that. I mean, you really segued that really good. Good. So, um, we were talking before the show uh, about how we can better communicate in the dating world. Um, in this acronym that I put together based on your <laughs> your mm-hmm. list is craft. Okay. Okay. So we're going to talk about clarifying. You came up with that. Okay. I, That's great. I know. I mean, I like stuff. I mean, it's my marketing Good. background, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think this is really appropriate. And when we were talking about this, I thought, oh my gosh, this applies both so well in both the dating world and the business world. It's very, so I, we're going to go down it. So okay. I'm going to talk about what craft is and then we'll, we'll, I'll tell you each one and we'll go through them. So number one, clarifying objectives. Number two, responsiveness. Number three, appropriateness. Four, first impressions. And five, texting. So let's talk about clarifying objectives. Right, well, I think much like when we're searching for a job or courting a new client, it's important to pretty much out of the gate be on somewhat mutual ground in terms of what you're looking for. Um, When you meet somebody, as I did in the last year, who within a matter of minutes on the first date makes a comment along the the lines of, geez, you are gonna make a great father figure for my eight-year-old. Well, that kind of puts a damper on the proceeding. First date. Wow. First date. Hmm. But that wasn't quite as bad as the woman who said to me on the first date, and these are all true stories. Your audience should know that. This is not the kind of creative stuff you can make up. As some of my friends say to me, Jeff, you couldn't make this shit up. Right, right. What do they say? Fact is is better than fiction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't can't even... 
can't make this can't stuff make up. She said up. to me, this was easily within the first half hour. She said, you know, I'm really uh, hoping to have another child. And I, at the time, was pushing 50 and looked at her and said, and so you shall, just not with me. So I think it's important up front, and there is kind of some boundaries and parameters. I know we're going to talk about yeah. what's appropriate, right. but those kind of bombs shouldn't necessarily be dropped within the first 15 or 20 minutes. Right, right. Now, now would you say that she's clarifying, like if you say, oh, like, what are you looking for? Because I mean, I've had, you know, I've had that been asked, like, so what are you looking for? I mean, they're trying to get like right, you know, in, in, you know uh, right off the bat, what's your story? What they, it's like they right. want to know everything up front within that first few minutes. Right, especially as you get into your 40s and 50s. And I know you've got a ways to get there, Jen. Nice. Uh, but you don't want to necessarily spend a whole lot of time, but it's a, it's a squirrely road to maneuver in terms of what you say and what you don't say. Uh, because we all, as we get older, and I've been out there now post-marriage, like 15, 16, 17 years, we all bring a lot of baggage, mm -hmm. there's that word, to the party. And so there's a couple of things I like to say about that. For it to work, um, you kind of both have to have baggage from the same manufacturer. So if you both have like American Tourister or Toomey or Samsonite, then you got a shot. So you kind of want to get a feel for each other's baggage without like opening up the entire uh, suitcase. Right. Although down the road, I like to say in order for things to work, you have to be willing to help each other unpack. So you kind of want to get a sense for the manufacturer of their baggage early on, but you don't want to like pop open the suitcase and have clothes flying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, that probably wouldn't be, wouldn't be a great idea. It'd be, be hot though. And, and, and messy. Yeah, messy. <laughs> and messy, okay. So number two, responsiveness. Right, um, I think as in any interpersonal kind of dynamic, uh, there needs to be some respect paid to uh, when and how quickly you respond. Now, men and women were all brought up with this notion that you gotta wait three days yeah. before you call, yeah. five days before the second date. There's so many freaking algorithms that it gets to, at the end of the day, you have to show some interest and some responsiveness upfront. Um, recently, should I tell you about the organic Yes, let's Gardner talk about yeah, the gardener. We were, yeah, let's talk about uh, her. Earlier, kind yeah. of mentioning. So a particular dating site that I was on requires, and we won't name names, going through kind of several stages of back and forth until you can actually begin to communicate directly via email. Okay. And this particular woman was kind of quirky and interesting, and I was taken by the fact that she listed her occupation as storyteller. I mean, how Ooh, often do that's you... That's awesome. I know, a storyteller. Yeah. For someone like me, that was yeah. like, you know, catnip. That's kind of cool. So we go back and forth, and this takes the better part of a week. Mm. And she also had mentioned that she was an organic gardener, which I figured that was material right there. I needed more information. Yeah. So we went back and forth for the better part of a week, and then eventually we were able to email. And I sent her a note and said, so um, why don't we uh, grab a cup of coffee? And by the way, coffee's always preferable to alcohol on a first date, because alcohol changes the dynamic completely, but we could do an entire show on that. Yeah. And she wrote me back and she said, well, actually, uh, actually, I said, uh, why don't we meet for coffee? How about we hop on the phone and we can figure out when and where? And she wrote me back. She said, actually, I don't like to do phone calls. I kind of like to set something up so it's kind of like we're meeting as strangers and there's really been no previous contact. All right, a little odd, but quirky woman. She's a storyteller. Right. So I wrote her back and I said, all right, just name when and where. And she wrote me back in the next day and said, well, you know, I'm going to be in the town just north of where you live in three and a half weeks. I'm performing at a storytelling festival. Why don't you show up 
and oh, just kind of go. approach me as if you don't know me and okay. we'll kind of bump into each other. She used that phrase in her email a couple bump. times. We'll bump into each other as if we don't know each other and we'll go from there. Now, I don't know if this was some kind of kinky fantasy deal right. that she had, but you know, three weeks from now, we're gonna bump into each other and we're gonna act like we don't know each other. And fortunately, I was gonna be out of town with you the weekend that she is probably speaking right now at the storytelling wow. festival. And you're not bumping into I'm her. I'm not bumping into her and it never kind of panned out. So anyway, that, back to responsiveness you need to kind of make things happen at a pace that's comfortable yet reasonably kind of um, responsive in that let's get together let's have a cup of coffee because the longer it drags out and the more phone calls and the more texts and by the way texter is the texting is the cancer of dating we can talk so about that we're if you want. Talk about it is that. the cancer of dating and probably any other type of relationship but the longer Can't you stand it yeah, the longer you drag that stuff out, Jen, with all, the the less likely that you're eventually going to be able to, you know, develop something of substance. Yeah. No, it's true. You know, you talk about, um, you know, earlier responsiveness and, you know, people do want to talk on the phone. Let's talk about that for a second. I mean, we'll go more in the Texas, but, you know, I don't know, out of my age group, we're used to the phone. We're not used to texting, right? We're not used to that. I mean, so if a guy is going to call you, because um, all I hear from my girlfriends is like, oh, it's just all texts. They don't want to talk on the phone. Nobody wants to talk on the phone. What? And it's, it goes yep. the same in business. They don't want to pick up the phone. They just rather shoot an email or a text. And especially in the younger generation, they're like, the phone? I have to, I have to talk. I have to engage in mm -hmm. a conversation. That's crazy to me. Right. And what if you were pursuing, let's continue with that business parallel. If you were pursuing a really cool job that you were interested in, would you conduct the entire first interview with your potential employer via text. Um, would that really aid and abet your likelihood of landing the gig? Right. Probably not. Probably not. And texting is, I'll say it again, the cancer of dating, especially early on, early on because you can hide behind text. Not only that, there are so many ways to interpret any text. And I don't care how many emojis, Bitmojis, Momojis, you My use. My Bitmojis on point, though. I'm just. Like, I gotta see your Bitmoji. Yeah, it's good. I'm sure it's I'll send it to good. you. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, but it, it just it doesn't substitute for human interaction. Yeah. So the quicker you get off the text and onto a phone call, the better you off you are. Yeah. Now when we talk. So let's go on that. This is a good segue into impressions. Right. First impressions in the business side and then the personal side. Right. You get one chance to make a first impression. I think you really got to think it through as to how you're going to present yourself. Um, recently, I was fixed up with a woman. We'll call her Mary because her name is Maggie. Oh, you weren't supposed oh, to I say, say that. It wasn't her real name. You said it was neither of those names. I was like, oh, you got me on that. I'm in trouble. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll call her Myrna for the moment. Okay. And Myrna and I were fixed up, and uh -huh. we texted a couple of times, and she was out with her friends. As a matter of fact, one of her friends was a friend of mine, Okay. and they were out partying, and my friend texted me and said, Myrna's perfect for you. I'm going to shoot you her number. And yeah. So I sent Myrna one of those fun little first text hey have fun tonight if everything i've heard about you myrna is true i'm not gonna be able to think for the rest of the evening well, i'll call cool. you tomorrow five o'clock saturday the next day i called myrna okay okay i'm gonna give you jen a legit dramatization of how this call went and this is this is not creative interpretation exactly how it went phone rings do you want to do a ring 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 ring, 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 ring. ring, ring, ring. and myrna answers the phone hello 
Myrna? That's me. Myrna? Y- yeah. Hey, it's Jeff from last night. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm still hungover. Well, um... Why would she answer the phone? We'll, we'll get there. Okay. First impressions, remember? Right, exactly. Uh, I, I can't talk now. I'll call you back. Okay, well, feel better now. That's random. If you really were hungover, and if you're 50 years old or thereabouts, which she was, and you're hungover at 5 o'clock Saturday afternoon... Oh, oh, I thought you were saying, oh, yeah. That's okay. the next day, yeah, right? Yeah. Remember Friday night? We yeah, were, I thought, for some reason, I thought it was the morning, but go ahead. Yeah, no, next day. Okay. 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That's crazy. That's crazy. But even crazier is, to your point, Jen, why answer the phone? Is that going to impress me and make me think, God, I got to start dating this woman yesterday? <laughs> and the icing on the cake was five, six days passed, and I never heard from her. And sent her a text and got some goofy response, and it dissipated and went away and went to the land of where all the vortex of nothingness <laughs> exactly <laughs> so first impressions yeah. think it through now that's right. an extreme example that's an extreme example but, but you should be yourself and that's the other thing you said you know your best self you, know, you should you should be yourself you should be yourself but you should be cognizant of, oh you wouldn't go i said this to you when we were talking the other day you wouldn't go to a job interview or a first meeting with a client and start bitching about your previous employer or the last client who screwed you over because he or she didn't pay you on time. You wouldn't walk into the office and say, hey, I'm hoping to do business with you and I hope you're not like that dick that screwed me out of $10,000. You, you gotta kind of put yourself in that, the other person's position. Would you really want to hear somebody bitch about their ex? And yeah. believe me, that happens more than you would think in terms of hearing from a man or a woman. The genders are equally guilty about the a-hole who they just, you know, dumped or the marriage they had that ended a year ago that was a nightmare. You don't want to hear about that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it's interesting them. because people, will, they will want to find out, well, what happened in your past relationship or what happened? And then if they may not like the answer, then they've already kind of put this, you know, preconception of who you are. But, you know, I don't know why people would even ask it kind of on the first date anyway. That should happen down the road, two, three, right. four, five dates. The first couple of dates, I firmly believe, and look, I don't claim to be an expert on this. As a matter of fact, when my 23-year-old son found out that I was going to be joining you, mm-hmm. he being very astute a couple of days ago, looked at me and he said, Dad, do you really think you're the guy to be on a dating advisory show? Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, Spence, here's the deal. I've made so many mistakes and I've learned some and I've really started to fix, Jen, the error of my ways in many yeah. respects that at the very least, I think others can benefit from not falling into the same mistakes and errors right. that I've made. And those first couple of dates should be talking about your family, your kids, your favorite TV shows, what kind of food you like, where you'd like to travel. There's a ton of stuff you can talk yeah. about that steers clear of the kind of really sensitive crap that you don't want to know early right. on. You just yeah. don't. You yeah. shouldn't. Yeah. And yeah, I had one one of my girlfriends. She's like, yeah, I went with this guy and we were texting forever. And I don't know if he just thought it was just completely appropriate on the first date to kind of go into this. So what happened and what was, you know, your reasoning and blah, 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 blah. And she's like, dude, just because I texted you for a few days, this is still the first date. <laughs> Right. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't take the well. place of getting to know one another face to face. Right. Right. Now, okay. So let's do texting. Let's well, get deeper into that. Like, uh, what is you say? You know, we talked about what is too much too soon, and then, you know, if your phone's blowing up all the time, you know, or like, what is the right amount? So let's let's have your thoughts on. I may that. morph into some really ugly monster if we talk about this too long. Uh, it's one of my huge pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think texting, well, you've heard me say it a couple of times already, is the cancer of dating because you can hide behind it. It's so easy to misinterpret. Yeah. I think it really should be used initially as a conduit, as a yeah. bridge to hopping on the phone. If you're texting more than a couple of times back and forth to figure out when you can speak, it generally is for one person, the other, or both going to deteriorate into some type of miscommunication or misinterpretation. Now, once you start dating, somebody I, I know a lot of people say well texting is how I best communicate and I guess to each his own I haven't had a whole lot of success yeah. with that maybe because I'm like way too communicative to a fault um, but, but you're a storyteller like you're like me I mean we like to hear people's stories like we like to be on the phone I mean that's just I don't know if it's a generational thing or not, but the millennials, they doesn't seem they you know, they're just all texting or bit emojis and which is fine if that's the way they communicate with that. But you have to have the right whoever you're speaking with, they have to be on the same page. If that's okay, or else it's going to create issues. Yes, and you know why emoticons exist, which is I guess the technical name because they're supposed to be a substitute for emotion, emoticon, emotion, but it's a really bad substitute because. Without the inflection of someone's voice and right. the ability to, you know, hear whatever emotion they're expressing, the likelihood of again things being misinterpreted exactly. goes up ex exponentially. Right. Wasn't that really funny mind that goes through talking about? Well, he said he was busy, like, and I'm, yeah, I bet he's real busy, and and but he probably was busy and but you take it into this because just how you're telling you just can interpret it 20 different you're ways you're reading into it you're reading into it when it's just like just take for what it's worth right and you know if they're not texting you right after a couple days bye felicia i mean i don't know <laughs> I mean. i'm serious yes and i mean I, it's not the three-day rule like that's it makes no sense especially unfortunately in this day with everybody on these apps the dating apps and we'll talk about how the difference between the dating mm -hmm. apps and the dating sites the dating apps just seem to be you're just you know swipe left right mm -hmm. just so much access and not really a lot of personality of you know one on one getting to know someone's you know real story. Correct. I yes, and I know you wanted to talk about that as well. But I think the button on the texting thing is, and I'm not suggesting this is the gospel and that I got it figured out. But what's worked best for me is once you've been dating somebody for I don't know several weeks, a month or two, I like to politely and respectfully ask that for the most part, uh, texts be used for. I'm running 15 minutes late. Can you pick up a bottle of wine on the way over? Um, have a great day. Mm -hmm. And once you start to get into anything that's too kind of meaty or mm -hmm. requires, as you and I have been talking, some type of real communication, I mean, proceed at your own risk. Right. I mean, because you can't have your whole relationship be text message. No, although a lot of people rely on it, as we know, pretty extensively. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, so talk about that. So, if if you're creating with your communication background, if you're, how do you create your own dating strategy? I mean, what's some what's some points you can? Well, give apparently, to I haven't been doing too well. No, stop. <laughs> I like the craft. We're we're being crafty. We're being today. crafty. We're being crafty on the dating advisory board. Well, again, I think it varies based on where you're at in life and what you're looking for. And we go back to. Um, as you said, as we were talking earlier, what your objectives are. Right. And within a reasonable reasonable amount of time up front, within the first several dates, kind of getting a feel for whether you and the other person um, have similar objectives. And one of the things I've learned in crafting my strategies as I've 
uh, gotten older is the need to be flexible. I take a lot of you know what from some of my close friends, male and female, uh, in terms of uh, opening up my horizons. Just because somebody lives 25 miles away shouldn't uh, necessarily uh, exclude them from potential. I've been pretty Again, my friends and my son would use the word picky. I mm -hmm. prefer to use particular. But I think strategies, Jen, are an evolving thing. And I think it's really important to take a look at where you're at, what you want um, on a pretty regular basis. Because I know even in the last couple of years, since I got out of my last long-term relationship, what I want and you know what I'm willing to accept um, has evolved significantly, some for the better, some for the worse. So one of the things I tell you know, some of the folks, uh, my single friends, male and female, is where you're at today isn't necessarily where you were at two, three months ago. Um, and unless you want to continue to provide me with fodder for a lot of funny stories that I can weave into my shtick, maybe, is it okay to use yeah. shtick? Is yeah, that cool? that's fine. Okay, then maybe uh, you need to kind of reassess where you're at and, and what you're looking for. Right, I think because, you know, if you, I always say you have to have, write down your core principles, and your core values and what you're looking for. Um, but then I hear, you know, friends, well, okay, so mine is 30. What? what <laughs> that's, that's aggressive. <laughs> I mean, where, where are you trying to find that negative percentile of <laughs> people? Now are you setting yourself up for failure failure because you just don't want to put the effort in and see like, oh, I didn't meet anybody because they weren't in my 100, you know, different, you know, checkoff list. It's a cliche, but you know, cliches become cliches because they're grounded in truth, but you got to kiss a lot of frogs. Right. I mean, and the older you get, and I know a lot of your audience is younger and um, the, the ground rules are a little bit different, but um, the older you get, as we said a few minutes ago, the more set in your ways you get, the more, okay, we won't use the word baggage again, we'll say experience, the okay. more experience you bring to the party. So you got to kind of kiss a lot of frogs. Yeah, yeah, I know. Mm. Okay. Yeah, well. But they're not going to turn into Prince Charming, unfortunately. Well, one of them will. It only takes one, right? Right. As I tell one of my buddies, there's a unicorn out there somewhere, Oh, right? I just had that conversation with someone else because... Was it Gary Schumann? No. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't. No. Right. It was one of my buddies, and um, they said unicorns don't exist. I was like, why? You haven't met my friends. We freaking are goddamn <laughs> unicorns flying in our glory. <laughs> so, well, they're out there somewhere. It only there. takes one. Right, I know. I know. As the... As, as many of my female friends have told me time and time again, shout out to Debbie Ford, who's the major proponent of this notion. It only takes one. Right. That's true. There you go. I know. I like it. So, so much for the positive outlook. Yeah. Now let's start bemoaning our fates again. Exactly. I know. Okay. So that goes into like thoughts on the 21st dating, dating uh, now, the 21st century dating. Now, I think, I mean, we talked a little bit about how the game has changed, right? So let's talk a little bit about, there's such a a plethora of dating sites and dating apps. It could be overwhelming with yes. so many things to choose from. I mean, how would you manage that? I mean, how, how do you, are you on multiple or how are you just kind of honing on one specific subject matter expert and knowing this one system inside and out or how are, how are multiple you? is always better, right? Right. Well, yeah, it that is. Was, was I know. I know. Yeah, I got You're it. You're just going to let it go. Yeah, I'm just going to okay. let that Can't go Can't get you there. to bite. All right. <laughs> uh, I, look, the difference between Back in the day, the way we used to meet people before there were dating sites and subsequently dating apps is literally night and day. And I've often thought um, of putting together some kind of seminar uh, to yeah. uh, teach the uninitiated. And not a month goes by that one of my friends at this age who's getting divorced isn't 
entering the online world of dating for the first time. And it can be a treacherous road if filled with landmines. Oh yeah. If you're not kind of educated as to the ground rules and what to look out for. And I'm not just talking about the obvious stuff like people trolling who are, you know, maniacs and looking to cut someone up into a million pieces. I mean there's that. Yeah, there's that which, you know, is horrible. But right. the the basic kind of goings on in terms of understanding how to read a profile, what to write in your profile, how to reach out to somebody, how to conduct the initial um, interaction. I mean, it has become, dare I say, God help me, an art in that if you're not kind of familiar with how it works and how to play the game, you're going to get blown away early on. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's very different. Now, what would you say on these profiles that when you're looking at what kind of stands out to you? Is it more of the description or the pictures or multiple? If, I mean, what what, well, what makes you swipe yeah. in laughter? What makes you swipe right? I mean, I know if they're a storyteller, I mean, you're going to swipe sure. right. But. And, yeah, right. <laughs> and if they have an organic garden. Yes, because, yeah, they right. can make some mean kale soup <laughs> or something. <laughs> nothing hotter <laughs> than a some, good kale souffle. Yeah, exactly. You got me. You had me at kale. You had me at kale. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what was the question? Uh, what do I look for? Oh, yeah. uh, well, for me, uh, I and this is obviously personal preference, someone who writes really well mm-hmm. and you know knows how to string words together and make sentences and exhibits a really positive attitude. Um, one of my buddies and I joke a lot about these <laughs> women who put in their profiles, if you're a player, I'm not interested. Okay. No player's interested, which begs the question, Jen, please. Maybe you can enlighten me because the Dating Advisory yeah. Board, I'm sure, has addressed this. Do women expect the players to acknowledge that and say, oh, I'm a player, I'm not going to pursue her. No, oh, no, they're going to be like, oh, watch this, click. <laughs> right. Okay, so, but then the, those women are the ones who tend to go for, for the, players. the players. Right. So someone who says, you know, if you lie, cheat, steal, screw around, or if you're looking for a hookup, uh, then, you know, head on your way. As if the, you That's, know, guys who are... Yeah, let me just sign up for that one. <laughs> exactly. Let me just push... Push accept. So negativity to me, right. and I kind of think across the board, most people would see negativity as a real turnoff, although it doesn't stop people. If you and I pulled up, you know, Match.com right now and went randomly through 50 male mm-hmm. and 50 female profiles, I guarantee you a solid 25% of them would have some kind of negative juju oh, yeah. going. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, we go through these profiles and... My, it's it's insane. I mean, I mean, there's one guy. Um, I will not name the app. So you talk about profiles, like so from the girl's perspective. You know, I'm I'm weird. I have that you know communications marketing background. So like when you have pictures, like I think that just like in business, they should be professional and that and be you and be updated and show your different sides of your personality, right? So like if you're really into tennis or you're really into yep. biking or you know running or you know just show you having fun. And then how many times I've seen people not like not smiling, not doing anything. I mean, that's just crazy to me, you know? And it's like, make it unique. I mean, make it somewhere where we wanna, we wanna see, like, they look like a, they're having fun. Right. Right? And, and you're selling yourself yes. early on. You're, you're putting optimally your best foot forward so that someone sees you as kind of a interesting proposition. Right, exactly. Um, okay, so, so talk a little bit about, um, some, I think we have like one more dating story because we have a few minutes, but I want to talk about some of the stand-up comedy that you're, you're starting to do again and how that will relate to dates and nuts. Sure. Well, a couple of years ago, I did 
for the better part of a year, uh, some stand-up in the Chicagoland area where I'm from, uh, built around the Dates and Nuts brand. And I've started to rework that, rebuild it, working with a phenomenal comedy coach, one of the best in the country out of L.A., Jamie Campbell. Um, JamieCampbellComedy.com is his site if you want to read some outrageously funny stuff on uh, life and dating and all that cool stuff but Jamie's working with me and I'm putting together kind of a new set that I'm going to start uh, working uh, through the Chicagoland kind of comedy scene in 2017 because there's so much fun stuff and I always hear and get from my friends so many great stories that um, it kind of infuses a lot of the stuff that I've already experienced and as you know having seen you know various chapters from the book uh, there's some wacky funny crazy stuff oh yeah I know we cannot talk about no most of it we can't cannot talk we about, but we can talk about one of them. Yeah, we can talk about Bob's roommate. Okay, go um, real quick, and then maybe we'll throw an offer out there for your audience yes. uh, to read the whole Bob's roommate story. Um, first date with a woman who we'll call Diane because her name is Bitsy. No, it's Diane. That's the not real name. That's the alias. So anyway, I just came up with something creative. I'm like, we could do that banter. That could be our thing. That could be it. See? No, that's right. Um, Anyway, Diane invited me back for an after dinner drink. And as we got to her place, which was a three flat, she uh, shared with me that um, she just wanted me to know that she had a male roommate named Bob, but it was very platonic. And uh, he lived on the bottom floor. She had the top floor. Middle floor was community property. I'm not sure if he's home, Jeff. We walk in and you hear this loud bellow. Hello. Well, Bob was home. And what ensued, Jen, was kind of the dating equivalent of a clockwork orange. Bob played apparently in a band, as he very quickly explained to me, he played tuba. And uh, oh. oh yeah, big Bob was a big guy, and he was wearing the remnants of a of a tuxedo that clearly he had on that night. And she, what do you mean remnants? Was it just the shirt? The shirt and the pants, but there was but no he had tie. Pants on. Yeah, oh he had pants okay, on. Okay, just Bob was big. He was a big dude. And uh, for some reason, she was kind of Diane was kind of buzzed a little bit. She'd had more than she should have had on a first date uh, wine, and she said to Bob, "Do you want to join us for a drink?" And inexplicably, he said yes. And we sat down. And what happened from there between Diane? positioning me in my ear and Bob sharing stories of the celebrities he'd met when he found out what I did for a living on the corporate side intermingled with loud Bob had gas he had gas so he would you know fart uncontrollably over the course of the next half hour it was surreal wow. and it's a and very funny story it, like it's well, half hour. he's like quite, oh sorry i made some kind of offhanded comments but anyway the story is called bob's roommate and if you want yeah. you know if, if anyone who sends me there at the email address we're going to share their dating story their crazy funny wacky dating story i will email them back the bob's roommate chapter from the upcoming yeah. book so let's talk about so talk about other things that are coming up with you and how do people get in touch with you well people can get in touch with me through uh, my email address jeff at jeff siegel creative.com i know you're gonna put that up on the screen and um what i'm working on now is dates and nuts uh, mm-hmm. the book and the stand-up for 2017 awesome. and uh working on the magnetic ink stuff with my walking dead buddy and working on relation trips and working on finding the perfect woman because i know she's out there somewhere uh, right, your unicorn is out there maybe they can email me about that if you yeah, yeah read my profile maybe i'll put we'll put my profile there you up go and there you go there you go i love it <laughs> that's awesome well thank you so much jeff my for pleasure. joining the dating advisory board today thank you i really really appreciate it and can't wait to see what comes next thanks so much it's been a blast all right thanks thanks guys have a great day